a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 14 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast, take two. No one will know that this happened, but we attempted to start recording an episode without me, and it was just brutal and horrible. Uh, It was so bad that we had to start again. Is that correct, Father Sean? Yeah, well, the funniest part about it is that during that, Nolan's son came down, and Nolan just walked out during one part of it. So I just kept talking as if I were talking to Nolan, and then when he came back, I tried to catch him up on everything that I just said, but it probably seemed too much like that's what was going on. <laughs> I had I had two options. I had two options, and neither one of them were good. Go get milk or uh, let the kids say, I want milk repeatedly over and over and over again in the microphone for the entire episode. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. That would have been a good editing challenge for you. I'm glad you clarified the milk was for your son, not that you had like this overwhelming sensation that you had <laughs> I just had this, milk. this unsatiable thirst for a glass, <laughs> tall glass of milk at that moment. If I'm going to do this podcast, I need a cold glass of milk. You know, a lot of podcasts, guys will sit back and, and drink a cold one or a soda or something, or like Mike Francesa with his Diet Coke. I'm a big tall glass of milk kind of guy when I record I, audio. I'm now getting involved in this thing called kombucha. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, that doesn't sound like even real. It's like drinking vinegar. It, it's like drinking vinegar, but you convince yourself that it's good for you, so you tell yourself it tastes good. Have you ever had kimchi? What? what? What the heck's kimchi? Kim, you've had kimchi, Justin, at a Korean restaurant. Like oh it's yeah, that, it's that. It's it's the cabbage with the spice on it. Kimchi never met her. <laughs> well, last week we were talking about centering Archie, and now this is kimchi. But it kind of tastes kimchi-ish, like vinegar. <laughs> but it, by the way, did did anyone ask it for a Tai Chi latte at a at Starbucks? No, I don't feel like I could ever go to a Starbucks again. <laughs> I I went to Starbucks today actually, and I saw the um, if our friend who I think listens, uh, Steve Lopez, if Steve Lopez was a muscle man, it would be this guy. So you saw the muscle man version of Steve Lopez. The muscle man version of Steve Lopez at Starbucks, and I asked him if he had a soul, and he just looked at me. <laughs> wow. I didn't get a Tai Chi latte. Well, not but if you Steve, that question. Steve, I know you're probably listening, so I, I think your brother works at Starbucks in Franklin, Tennessee. Interesting. Maybe it's um, his, his double. <laughs> so, Father Sean, you were saying in the half episode that is no longer an episode um that you were working on a a website for us is that correct yes it it will it is technically it is live but i won't say um what the the address is but i think it's a way (laughs) i'm sure anyone with half a brain could eventually figure it out i mean yeah if you really want to keep trying to figure out what the address is it's not the untitled catholic podcast.com it is not Oh, that. twist. Um, so, but it is close to that. Um, but one of the things that we as a triumvirate have been talking about is um, just more ways to in- engage people and to have more just content for people to kind of look at 
um, and, and, and give. So I'm not a website builder, so I've been trying to do this for the last two months. Um, so just like everything that we do, it takes a while, and probably by the time it comes out, websites won't be relevant anymore. <laughs> but the early oh. stages of it look pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, Squarespace is good because it gives you a template. You could just plug things in. It'll be a very simple website at first. I think we could use it to post um, blogs. We could reach out to other people who maybe aren't very good listening to, but they, they're good writers, stuff like that. We could link to some of our favorite stuff and uh, maybe even build a podcast network. I like it. To to reach all dozen to reach the dozens of people that we are currently reaching to further yeah. reach them. Well, it's at not one tens point, of dozens yet. Yes, it is tens of dozens. Tens but of at dozens. One, no, is that is that in the hundreds? Tens of dozens is that in the hundreds? Then no. We went. We popped in there. We were we were playing to a crowd of like two hundred at one point, and then I I don't know. Now we're back down to like our normal numbers. Okay. Well, maybe if we stop talking about Brendan Fraser. Just kidding. We should never stop talking about never. Never. Monkey bone. Monkey bone forever. Nolan, what have you been up to? You had to ask me that question right at this moment. <laughs> I just went. I just got. I just got back from the doctor. I had my physical. Had it go. Know. It was great. Uh, she thinks I need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it was it was, it was great. It just something my annual uh, my annual checkup. Doctor Kimchi. <laughs> Did she tell you to drink kombucha? No, I would have I would have walked out immediately. Kombucha, I just found a new doctor. Let me tell you, it says that it has <laughs> it has electrolytes, it has polyphenols. And it has enzymes. But the most addition, do you know what any of those things actually do? In addition to probiotics. And I can tell you for certain that the probiotics in the kombucha work. Is that right? No. It works. First of all, define a probiotic. Probiotics are good bacteria that help your digestion. So yeah, don't, go, don't take it any further than that, Father Sean. I'm going to take your word for it. Essentially, and maybe drink some kombucha myself. <laughs> Essentially, you're drinking fertilizer. Basically, that's disgusting. Ugh. I I tried the kombucha once. Didn't work. I didn't like is it, it. Is it really Did that you gross? Really? What? Is it really that gross? It's disgusting. I, Did it's you like shake it's, it? It's mushroom based, isn't it? Yeah, that I saw a picture of it and it looked like a mushroom. It's a mushroom. You're based. probably right. No, it's disgusting. I mean, I'm sure it's good for you. It's disgusting though. What did which flavor did you have? I don't know. The kombucha flavor. I don't know. <laughs> it was gross. But know what I have been trying? Which you should just do this instead. Instead of suffering, you just take like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar a day. And it's Why? good for you. What, but I, I can, I can I handle the kombucha. Ugh, I can't. I do. I have discovered my love for uh, beet juice. No. Has, has has that made some of your bodily functions red? Yeah, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is <laughs> real quick. I had uh, 
Well, it, it, like I get, I like beet juice with ginger, lemon, and carrot or something. And then I was drinking. This guy on tour was making them for me every day, and I thought I had eternal bleeding. <laughs> Internal, not eternal. <laughs> <laughs> There's no well, such that, thing as that, that eternal bleeding because at some point you die. You would too. be like the woman with the hemorrhage in the that's Gospels. Right. That that's too. that's eternal bleeding. Even well. hers wasn't eternal though. <laughs> Clearly, she was alive enough to talk to Jesus about it. No, I thought I was so sick that I was going to have blood all the time, but... <laughs> Turns out it's just the beet juice. There is an amazing segment on Portlandia. Have you guys ever watched that show? I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this before, Nolan. They, they have... it's. They call up... Um, and they're like nine one one, and they're like th- these people describe these situations, and they're like, "Have you had beats recently?" And they're like, "Yeah, oh, it's just the beats," and that's the whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sold. I, I need to get myself some beet juice immediately. Get beet juice over kombucha. I'll tell you that much. Um, I can take the kombucha. Good for you. The lady just... who cleans here, I told her she eats all healthy stuff. So I was like, "Listen." I need to uh, I need to change up my diet a little bit because I'm I'm on the run a lot and if I keep eating uh, Wendy's and stuff then I'm gonna be like in you know I'm not gonna be able to function anymore. Well, that's smart. I'm glad you made that decision. As your brother, I was getting concerned. Were What's crazy really? is he eating healthy is even no, harder to do when you're on the run. Yeah. What'd you say, Nolan? I said what's crazy about that is is eating healthy is even harder to do when you're on the run. Yeah, but she brought me all this like organic, non-GMO, like probiotic protein shakes and bars. That probably cost a lot of money. Yeah, but have you ever heard of Plexus? No, what's that? It's a. Uh, it's a planet. It's a. It's a planet. <laughs> you go to Plexus and all your <laughs> problems. You can eat as much Wendy's as you want. No, it's like a no gravity shakes and there's like a slim drink and then these protein shakes and then you take uh it's called it's like triplex it's like a supplement it's supposed to be really good for you yeah i well it's not that but it's stuff like that yeah all right well that's good um i want to reference now that we've talked about health stuff that we're actually not well versed in but are pretending to be um you referenced a network of podcasts or just a network father sean clarify this is news to us right nolan this is the first I'm hearing about it. Actually, well, it's the second time I'm hearing about it in our first <laughs> failed episode. But proceed. Proceed. So one of my good friends and a friend of the show. Well, I guess not really a friend of the show, but I don't think he listens. Father Henry um, has an interesting way of conversing with people. So we were thinking of maybe having a show uh, called Let Me Ask You a Question with Father Henry. And it would be... <laughs> He asks somebody a question, and then that's that's the show. Not like just the question, but you hear the answer to the question as well. That's good. I, I like that. I just – why does Father Henry have a title for his podcast already when it doesn't even exist, yet we still are untitled? Well, Justin, I'm going to tell it to you like this. I think our title is the Untitled Catholic <laughs> Podcast. That's fair. And it's yeah. it's it's funny because the title's untitled. 
And you know what? In a in a weird twist, it'd be kind of funny if Father Henry never actually had his podcast, but he had a name for it forever. <laughs> that, would, that is a very real possibility that that's like, what will happen. It was it was it's always a possibility that this podcast is going to start, but it never actually gets started. <laughs> like like the Goonies two script, right? But let's not get on that. <laughs> no, I think I think we should take a break and then. The idea that you had, Father Sean, or it's no one's idea, is very good. He could take credit for it if he wants to. I won't, but I, I will. <laughs> so, so it was your idea, Nolan? I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time we've tried this episode. No one knows what's real anymore. I guess that wasn't funny. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> We don't have to get worried for being sued that Justin was singing that because I'm pretty sure he didn't hit one of those notes correctly. Right. Right, but it was enough that you knew what he was talking about. Right, which is yeah. perfect for us. Not that anyone's listening who would be able to sue us. You know, so for that... a second there, if I if I hadn't known uh, what trailer you were playing, I, I would have almost thought like that uh, I was going to hear, My Precious. <laughs> well, you know that that's the same voice, right? I do know that it's the same voice, and that's part Andy of it. Serkis. But if you listen to what he's saying, it kind of, I don't know, kind of lends itself to some Tolkien writing. Yeah. It does. Well, Nitro, Nitro, Andy Circus. If if I'm being honest, I haven't that sounds watched like a the podcast title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the untitled Nitro Andy, whatever you just said. <laughs> I think it's, I think Father Henry's podcast should be the Untitled Questions with Father Henry podcast. I think so too. So Nolan had mentioned before <laughs> that. Uh, he had asked me an interesting question. Nolan, why don't you ask me that question again? Well, um, in lieu of the uh, new Star Wars trailer drop-in, it got me thinking, if you were to compose or put together or edit a trailer for the Catholic Church to show to a friend, to get them excited about the possibilities that come with being a part of our Catholic Church that we love and hold so dear, what would that trailer look like, Father Sean? Uh, or sound like. I, I, can I play the Last Jedi trailer again? <laughs> yeah, I would hope it would be it would something be. <laughs> like that. It would have to be epic. Yeah, but I mean, like, what would be, like, because if you're thinking about it, like, what would be the movie? It's the movie for the church, right? Right. Not, not, not a movie about Jesus. Right. It's a movie about the church and the life of the church. I would say. I could tell you what it wouldn't look like. 
What? It definitely wouldn't look like the Catholic Comes Home video. I don't know what that is, but it sounds awful. No, they're not awful. They're just not meant for the audience that I think we would make this trailer for. Definitely not. I awful. think you'd have There's far worse videos on the church. I think you could find on you, YouTube. Yeah. I I think on the base you would have to have some type of chanting in the background, like monk style that like gets you all pumped up. Right? I never heard I, the word getting pumped up and and chant. No, like you like you know what I mean. You're just like, oh, that's cool. I want to be there. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, Justin. I think I think it's, I think the trailer starts off with Gregorian chant and slowly builds to something epic. But it Give has us- to have. It has to have that kind of like that that audio where it's like it's explaining something and it's like, you know, how we just said, I have never seen raw power like this. But I think you could have chanting in the back of that, right? No, I agree with that. I just thought it was funny that you said to get pumped up. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, give us an example of a chant, Nolan, that would be in it. Oh, I don't know. Like, I just just like some... Monks chanting in the in the background. It's just a, and it it have to have like nature sound to it. So, so like you hear the ocean like shh and then right. Yes, but oh, I I would say if there are going to be nature sounds, it would have to be because it was shot in a place where those sounds were coming from. You don't want to make it like no, an Enya want, an Enya song. You would want wind <laughs> no, sounds. No, definitely not. I like the idea of it starting with music though and and slowly building up and maybe not even any words until like halfway through the trailer. Until until the point where the, the voiceover guy goes in a world. Oh, you have to have a voiceover in the beginning. Well, right in the beginning? Say, it would yeah, it would be like the tri- you would see like the Sea of Galilee, right? And it would like fade into the Sea of Galilee and it would be like a low shot. It could even be like a handheld shot where it's like that's when you hear the the ocean or water with right the with the with the chanting in with the wind and wind right but not like wind where it's like <laughs> not like that kind of wind <laughs> but does that really describe no. the church <laughs> no but that's just, this is how we're beginning yeah no and everyone knows churches are windy <laughs> churches are mad windy <laughs> everyone knows churches are super windy i tried to pray this sunday but i couldn't it was too windy <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, it's like the the priest celebrates mass like a reporter in like a a storm. (laughs) But and then and then it has to say something like two thousand years ago, like something like that. Absolutely. Since the dawn of time, man's (laughs) been suffering, searching, looking for answers. (laughs) For answers. And you'd have to hear, like, do this in memory of me, faintly in the back. Actually, then, like, that kind of reminded me of uh, of Matt Marr's song. The, the, uh, what's the song with the transubstantiation in it? Remembrance? No, it's from his first album. Remembrance? Uh, no, it's not Remembrance. Lord, I Need You? No, first album. <laughs> remembrance? Oh, your grace, is en- your grace is enough. Your grace is enough, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, Matt Marr? Yeah, yeah, Matt Marr. Transubstantiation. 
Ah, oh, what the heck is that song called? I don't know, but there's like there's like some cool there's like some cool audio where uh, they're talking about like the Catholic Church and what it is and what it stands for. Maybe that's how the trailer ends. It has to cut into a Matt Marr song, right? If, no, if we're going from the beginning of time to, to modern Marr day, song. maybe. Yeah. Every on... cool trailer now has a song that you've heard a million times. That's like an '80s pop song that they reimagined to make it like. Dark. <laughs> oh, just drop my mic. It must be windy in that church. <laughs> Yo. What's the uh, what's the one Father Shaw that we listened to? Wicked Games by I don't know who it's by, but it was when we're working Chris on Isaac? the. Chris Isaac. No, not that version of the song, but they took that song and made it like a trailer song. Oh, what well, has it go again? World was on fire, no one could save me but yeah. you. And it's just really cool. But that's not how that version goes. So what's a what's a church song that you can make cool to have? Here I am. It's just faintly in the back as you hear wind and drone shots of the Sea of Galilee. There's no way that you could do it. And then we it's could like, definitely find somebody who could do this. Catholicism the Mars song is end in the beginning. This is the end and the beginning. And then uh, what? What? It, it has to be like build Peter, build my church upon this rock. So you need you would need narration of Jesus, and then you would need priests to follow through. You know how like you hear your trailers where someone's getting all excited about talking about something. You know what I mean? I I think what what do you like? Let's look at the way trailers are made now, right? Every trailer is made basically like the Inception trailer. Yeah, right. So that, that, yes. that definitely broke the mold there. Right. So now that's like the new way to make trailers, basically. So it's always like lines from the movie, and then there has to be like a question, like, "Can this even be done?" And then it like cuts to all these moments where it's like not really being able to be done. Like yeah, like Luke like, Skywalker's like I I saw power like this before. Now I we can I wouldn't I promised I would never do this again. Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like I want to know what he's talking about. Right. And then it's like it and then it's like <sighs> And then it's like I need to find out what my purpose is. And then it like you see Kylo Ren put out his hand and then and, and then it just cuts. It's like So, are, so I it, think the quotes have to come more from the Acts of the Apostles than anything else. So is it Saint, is it... Like the beginning is Jesus, and then the end is like Saint Paul. Or is the end the current state, like Bishop Barron? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't... I don't three parts. Jesus, Acts of the Apostles... No, yeah, because the, I think, the church I think is two thousand years old, so all that really happened was Jesus, Acts of the Apostles, and now. Well, you took him in a trailer. I want to be the part of the movie, right? But is it then the question is: Is it a teaser trailer or is it like a trailer, trailer? I'm talking about the full fledged trailer, like the one. All right, that's yeah, what yeah. I think. Teaser trailer is sixty seconds, you, but you see the Sea of Galilee in the Last Supper, and it's over. You that's wouldn't even te- see the Last Supper. That's your. Why not? That's where the mass started. 
I yeah, you don't need to explain that to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying if you if you're doing a trailer about the mass. What no, you, you said to... about the church, not about the mass. Well, the church is the mass is a very important part of the church. Yes, I agree with that, but it's not the only part of the church. I do feel like like a shot of like a big congregation at mass um, would be a good way to end it. Shots of like people like John Paul II preaching to millions to of people. World Youth Day crowds or yeah. even just whatever, big crowds from his papal visits. Or do you do that? That The trailer is maybe something that like John Paul II said that's epic about the church. And then that is just the underlying narrative yes. with music. So he's explaining the church or mass or whatever he's talking about. And it's, that's the underlying narrative of the whole trailer. Right. And, and let's, not, let's not jump to conclusions here. We know we love John Paul II, but I think Pope Benedict might have some words about the church that could be pretty epic for a trailer. That's true. Right. You could even be about, like, what he said at John Paul II's uh, funeral was pretty epic. Yeah. What do you say? Give us a... All sorts of epic stuff. <laughs> Give us a... He was like, the church is epic. The church is so yeah. very epic. Come see this movie. Yeah, the church is people. epic. Yeah, My like favorite... that kind of thing. Dear young people. And then that's like... And then it's like... And then it's a slow shot just coming up from the altar as the priest is lifting up the host. I tell you! And then like... And then it's just a drone shot of St. Patrick's Cathedral during Christmas. <laughs> How I, many explosions are going to be in the trailer? Six. Okay. What is I think we should Michael do Bay seven trailer? for the seven sacraments. Seven for all the sacraments. There's one explosion for all the sacraments. Oh. And then one has to be like, there's an explosion. You just see... Mark like a man Wahlberg. walks out of confessional and the confessional explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Mark Wahlberg. Father Mike Schmidt has to he has to make an appearance too. He, and there's like, epic in a movie. And there's one point where a, a, a fighter jet flies by and it, trans- <laughs> it transforms into Pope Francis. <laughs> Oh, uh, while the music totally in the background is like this, I'm gonna be like, I belong to see. Yes. <laughs> and it's just really. I sp- have heard my people cry. <laughs> 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 totally different movie, but it's awesome. And then it's like very electronic voice. I and then it's like. And then, and then, and then, like the last, very last scene has to be like somebody like holding like a something, like a statue or something delicate, and then it's like I will hold, and it falls out of out of his hands. My hero, and then it goes like this. The the un. <laughs> it's like that. It's like a lot of epic, and then it just goes. It ends with like that whisper. Here I am. 
And then the oh. and then the title and then the title, the untitled Catholic movie. <laughs> Catholicism, Catholic. the movie, the untitled Catholic movie. <laughs> and on that note, let's take a break. Bam. Welcome back, segment three. All right, gentlemen, I had a question that I actually want. I called Father Sean the other day to see how I handled it, but and then I just waited so I could ask him on the podcast. So let me put you in my shoes. Sunday night was at a concert, and it was a, at a Baptist church, and I think the guy was Baptist, but he was one of the volunteers that so he was helping all day is very helpful guy and he as we're about to wrap up the night he says so justin do you mind if i ask you how is it that you think you'll get to heaven so my question to both of you is that and then i'll continue i'll let you start nolan okay so the question is how is it that you think you'll get to heaven yeah I think um, if I was put on the spot to answer that question, I'd probably say something to the effect of, by the grace of God, through his power and will, um, and at the same time, my response to that offer, and and how I I work with him in um, the salvation which he has promised to us all. That's a good answer. Father Sean... (laughs) No, you're saying that it's both faith and works, that grace exactly. builds upon nature, right? Yes. So that idea that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us and from that brought apart our salvation. Now we choose to cooperate with the grace that comes from the cross and the grace that comes from the, the sacraments. So through a, a holy life, a life that is given to, to God, with his grace, we can be saved. Good answers. My answer was essentially what Nolan said. I essentially said my faith in him and my dedication to his church. So I, I was very adamant about being Catholic. Because probably that's why he brought the question up. Right. So he already knew you were Catholic. He already knew I was Catholic. That's probably why I said it. So I said my dedication to his church and his sacraments and her sacraments i guess is how you would say it and well they're they're god's sacraments so you could say his meaning god's um and then my attempt to respond in action to the gospels so like specifically not even specifically just my attempt to act upon christ's actions in the gospel is what I is how I think I would get to heaven. So then he goes on this thing where he like has all the scriptures picked out already and essentially he's like, well, the Bible's broken up into two things. There's the bad news and then there's the good news. So he says like all the bad news and I'm drawing a blank on what it is, but he had it all predetermined. Right. And essentially says that the good news is that 
we are all already saved and by faith in God faith in Christ is how we are saved so how would you have responded to that Father Sean I would have asked him uh, so if somebody has faith in God and then goes on like a, a rampage where they ho- hurt a bunch of people but know that they still that trust in God would that person be saved I'm your brother so how would you have responded Nolan I mean I would have I would have said you know what about the part about um, you know scripture where we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling um, I Ooh. think you know I'm not I'm not able to pinpoint exact scripture quotes and stuff but it really doesn't take long at all to, to find other scripture quotes that um, speak about our working with God and God's invitation and of course the answer that it's always faith in God but as, as like Father Sean was alluding to it's our it's not just about our yes it's, it's our faith in God but our faith should dictate our lives and our faith if it's real and true should cause us to act upon it and want to act upon it and it's all Christ's power but the, the awesome thing about our God is that he allows us to be a part of that. You There's know, also the, the letter of James who says faith without works are dead. Mm-hmm. Which is, I wish I had that one because essentially he was saying that faith alone is gets you saved. So my response was essentially what you said, Nolan, where I, I didn't quote that, but I was like, well, what about Jesus's direct response to how we're we are supposed to love how we have to love people i mean even like very specifically feed the homeless clothe the naked visit the, those who are in prison and i was like how mm. also he says how hard it is to enter in the gates of heaven where it's easier for a camel to walk through the eye of a needle that whole quote um and then uh so then he, I forget the responses there. So I broke it down and I was like, well, what is your definition of faith? And at this point, there was another a lady that kind of started chiming in. And I was like, well, what's your definition of faith? And it took him a while to get it. So it, that was kind of for me was like, this was pre-planned. You, you just have like a script that you follow. And if anyone challenges it and you go off script, then you're not quite sure what to say. So that kind of makes it a little... Right, which, in, the, which in and of itself is not very biblical. Um, you know, that's, not, that's not the way that, that Christ evangelized. It's not the way that he brought the truth to people. Yeah, um, and, may, and maybe it wasn't scripted, but... So essentially I was like, what's faith? And then they talked back and forth, and they were like, well, faith is complete trust in God. Um, then nobody's going to heaven. Well, that's, a, that's what I was like. Well, like, what about the family that the wife is diagnosed with breast cancer and for a moment they doubt god and they were like well if you have true faith then you wouldn't doubt god and you would trust his will and i was like but at times it's very easy i don't say very easy but like you can doubt god and then we kind of talked about that back and forth and then it was interesting that you said that father sean so i was like well you talk about faith and trust and it's very popular in the protestant world that they do like an altar call where you dedicate your life to christ and it's essentially you saying it out loud. Right. So I say, I now dedicate myself to Christ. And I was like, have you ever seen that happen? And they were both like, yes. And I was like, well, what does that mean? 
So if I dedicate my life to Christ and in that moment I have faith and I trust in him, and like you said, I then go on a rampage where I start hurting people and completely rejecting his will and what he has asked me to do, then where that's a very big gray area, there's a large gap. Do I receive salvation because I trusted and had faith? Or I went against his word in the scripture and hurt people and I'm rejecting him. So then at what moment am I receiving salvation? Right. And they have an answer. So it was very it was well, a very interesting conversation. Our answer would be that salvation is a lifelong process. Yeah. But if I said to you, like, how would you answer this, Nolan? I said, Nolan, do you are you gonna go to heaven? How would you answer that? I'm working on it. I'm, yeah, I'm, you're you're working on it. And you're you're hoping, right? I have I have great hope and trust that God wants me to be in heaven. I have great hope and trust that um, that there's a place in heaven for me. Um, but I recognize um, that my life need, your life needs to change when you have faith. When you you know it's you can't just get up there and say you know I have faith and. I believe in God. Like even like forget about like going on a rampage and doing all kinds of sins. Like if you say like I have faith and nothing in your life changes, then is it really is do you really have faith? Like have you really do you really believe in God? Do do you are you really like saved? Like to me, like a saved person should be somebody whose you know life is completely changed and they're they're making a difference in other people's lives and they're they are like you said feeding the homeless and clothing the naked and uh, visiting the sick those those things are a part of their life and and I think we all we're all falling short of that we're all working on that and so as Father Sean said if if faith is it's just about I trust in God well then nobody's really saved because yeah and and so when Father Sean if they were to ask you how do you think you'll get to heaven and then you say something similar to Nolan and they say well then you don't actually trust God's salvation or the crucifixion how would you respond if they said that i didn't trust god because i don't believe i'm going to go to heaven yeah like you're you're missing you're missing the point if you don't know that you're going to heaven then you don't trust god yeah, but it's not god that i don't trust it's myself that i don't trust there you go it's my own weakness that would make me believe that i have a chance of not going to heaven i believe 100% that god wants me to go there and ha- will do everything to help me get there, but I can reject his grace. Just like the Pharisees rejected Jesus Christ. Yeah, and they might say something to the effect of like, um, you know, well then, you know, you're not trusting God because God's the one, God can save you, and God can uh, God can change your life, and, and if you don't believe that, but again, it's 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 the way we are, it's human nature, and, and there are, are moments in every person's life, even the most holiest of holy people, where, um, you know, I think it's very real that that doubt and despair and man just having a bad day and and, and for that one split second being like, ah, I don't know if I could do this or you know, I, God, are you really there? You know, I think we're allowed to have those moments. I think that's part of the the Christian experience. It's it's how we respond to those moments with our faith in Christ, with the faith that has been and trust that has built up over years. That's real faith. When when you do have those moments of despair and doubt, and you're like, um, no, you know what? My my human part of me is telling me that this doesn't make sense, but um, that that supernatural 
element to me and that that knowledge of that I have of God and the experience that I have in him tells me it's going to be okay. Right. That's what we call heroic faith. Heroic is faith. Faith is believing with blessed are those who, who, who believe without seeing. And that's ultimately like, so there's, we have no, like people saw Jesus Christ and still rejected him. Mm-hmm. We have not seen him in that kind of way. We don't know him in that kind of way. So for us to believe, it, it, it's and then like when everything is going wrong, to believe that God is still with us, that's something that's difficult. But well, I think Nolan said it very well, and I kind of feel bad that I felt like I needed to add my two cents. <laughs> I think Nolan hit the nail. You know on what? The head. That's happened in reversal plenty of times. So. <laughs> And then I, I dropped, the last thing I'll say is I dropped the P word on them. When I say the P word, what do you think I mean? Pax Penance? Christi. Penance? Purgatory. Purgatory. Oh, oh that, no. nice. Well, I was like, well, I, I believe that, um, well, because the, the lady did say uh, that she, they both believe that lying to your girlfriend and murdering someone is the same because it's a sin. So that was kind of little that was kind of weird yeah some um, people don't distinguish between mortal and venial sins so that's what i said i said that well the church has venial mortal and i described the three criteria for a mortal sin and then i said that uh purgatory is i believe in purgatory. so she was like well what if you died right now just a morbid thing to say she was like well where, are you going to heaven i was like well i i hope but i I'll probably I'll wind up in purgatory, um, and then I said I don't think I'll enter into heaven until my perfect self and like in this state of grace. And I kind of started to describe that, and maybe I don't know if how accurate I was when I was. It was sort of brief and rushed at that point, um, but then I dropped the p word on them, and then the conversation ended, which was probably a good thing. So once you drop the p word, then all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, and, and I find that in those kinds of conversation. It's so much better to stick with one topic. I've had a lot of conversations with um, Protestant um, brothers and sisters who um, they tended to like want to jump around topic after topic, kind of get their buzzwords in, get their their one or two backup scripture quotes in there, and then just like move on. And uh, I mean, that's that's not really a good way to, to dialogue if, if yeah. we're having a, a genuine, earnest conversation about what we believe. Um, and it's probably because the more you tend to dwell on one subject and talk about it, reason it out, the Catholic understanding of it is pretty darn reasonable. Yeah, and I think you have to do what you did and challenge the words that are used, like saying things like define faith. Yeah, exa- yeah. exactly. It was a great conversation. And the guy, he, uh, we wound up having to load out the lighting rig and so we loaded out the lighting rig and then it was kind of like well thanks for the good conversation you have my number i said if you ever had any questions about the church you have my number <laughs> nice which means that i'll be getting called exactly <laughs> I was gonna text we'll have a lot of topics for for future podcasts <laughs> yeah but i i also think it's good to get challenged like that sometimes you know yes, where it's yes. like it's it kind of sharpens you but at, at this and it's it wasn't like an argument it wasn't I, you could understand that someone would have a different belief because they're from a different church or a background, whatever it is. Um, right, right. And it was very civil, which I thought was good. So I was kind of like, well, I'm glad that happened. I think I needed that 
to it's been a while since I've had that. But I also feel like I have that conversation more than most people that are just rolling in Catholic circles. Right, yeah. Because... And I'll say this, that I think a big part of my conversion story or reversion story or just coming to really appreciate my faith is just uh, asking questions like that and kind of putting my faith on trial and to the test and and kind of having to prove um, why we believe. And I mean, when I got my answers, I was sold. Right. Well, I think this is a good time to ask one final question. Um, So, Father Sean, I'm going to direct this one to you. Okay. Uh, There's been a lot of controversy lately in the NFL with um, kneeling for the the flag and things like that. So what do you think that you would say uh, to that? I don't even think I need to think about it. I think the answer is extremely... Oh, Well, I guess you'll have to wait till another time to hear my opinion on this. Oh, well. Saved by the bell again there, Father Sean. That'll definitely be the first topic next time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You could definitely. count on it. Yes. You could count on it. By the, th- I, I could, You could count on two things. Next week we'll have a title, and then that, that will be... Uh, the first topic. Nolan, do you have any final words to say? Um, no, we, we covered it. But we haven't said dominate your biscuits in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go and dominate your biscuits, kitties. Father Sean. Easy, Tyson DeGrasse. And God bless everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.